G'day everybody, welcome back to, oh shit, something just made a noise on my my computer, my apologies. I'm not restarting it, so no. <laughs> live with G'day it. everybody. Um, I will not edit that because I'm too lazy. Uh, welcome back to the Better Blokes podcast, um, the Lazy Blokes podcast, where we're just two blokes who are trying to be a little bit better. And a bit less of a shit con. Why'd you say the uh, Lazy Blokes podcast? Because I just said I'm too lazy to edit it. Oh yeah, fair. Um, having a dig at me for something? No, no. Well, I mean, technically everything I say is having a dig at you. Um, welcome back or welcome for the first time. If you're new around here, please give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, um, a share on Instagram and any other buttons that need be pressed. Yeah. That was lovely and condensed. I appreciate you taking the feedback on from last week. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, yeah, I want to make things work as best as possible. And if that means to condense things and yeah and take your feedback on that's sweet um excellent how was your week mate mate, thank you for asking first first of all that's a new thing i had that in my notes (laughs) (laughs) ask robbie about his week first mate i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty tired it's been we're three almost like at the end of the first like second last day of the third month of the year and i think it's been a big three months. I've been working th- sort of reasonably hard in this time, um, and yeah, I'm I can I'm definitely feeling it. But I get to go away tomorrow and have a two week holiday. And I, this week has been one of those weeks where you know when you have the week before you go away and everything you got to do get so much done and everything's going wrong and you're like fuck. If I had this week at any other time of the year, I would be losing my shit right now. But because it's the week before you're going away, you're like I don't care. Do you also find like the week before you go away for something like that, that your mind's like so focused on the holiday that mm. not even that your attitude towards things are different, but like, it just, it matters less. Yeah. Like it just doesn't sit with you. Yeah. Like, you know, clients canceling and rescheduling sessions late or like forgetting to show up and, you know, people being this and that. And I'm just like, nah. Oh, I can't make this session. Can we do it next week? No, we can't. I'm on holidays. In, no, in fact, we can't. We'll catch up when I get back and on future Robbie's problem. But yeah, so I'm definitely feeling a bit tired, but keen for a bit of time off and a bit of family time as well. Spent some yeah. time with my fam bam in Adelaide and then with my dad in Singapore. So yeah, keen for it. What about back you, my man? Radelaide. Huh? Back to Radelaide. Radelaide. Actually, it's weird because like the majority of the time I've spent in Adelaide was when I was growing up. So like... A lot of people, like Adelaide has a bit of like, Radelaide is not, it's not a, a joke without, like it's not a name without like some substance. Apparently you can go out for some pretty good nights in Adelaide. And of course, there's all the wine country around it. So people get go pretty hard. But like, I think I've had alcohol in the state of South Australia twice. Radelaide's not a place, it's a state of mind. <laughs> um, interesting fact, I think I might have mentioned this before, but interesting fact, you can actually... You're allowed to drive a car in South Australia whilst consuming alcohol. You've told me that before. I'm not sure if you mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah you, which is mad. You just can't be over the limit. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's weird. You can get pulled over by a cop with a beer in your hand, and as long as you blow under 0.05 or whatever it is, you're sweet. There's not a 0.02. I don't know. It's like ridiculously low now. I've yeah. never been done for drink. Uh, I don't drink a drive. Just yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm getting it wrong because I don't. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, true. yeah. How was your week, my man? Yeah, my week's been been quite good. The sun is out, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, Robbie, not a huge amount to report on this week. Um, last week was more eventful. It was. 
It was. Um, <laughs> didn't win by 20 points. Mm. They won by eight. Yeah. But they were 28 points up at one point. So I was sitting there stressed off my tits, but also like, fuck, I said something and it's going to come true. And it came true to a certain extent. So I'm happy with that. I sat there with, because obviously I was watching the Parramatta game, but I had the, that game on on my laptop. And when I checked the score, I was like, I don't know whether I want them to win for Andy's sake and for Geelong losing's sake, or whether I want them to lose for the meaning I could get on this podcast and roast you about it. Yeah, I mean, either way, they didn't lose, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I sat there, sat in this exact spot last week and said I thought Parramatta were going to gonna lose. I thought I said I thought it would be tight, and they ended up... I think everyone thought Parramatta were going to lose. Yeah, and they ended up doing Penrith in Golden Point, so... Out of the last five games, Parramatta has won three. Unfortunately, none of them are none of the ones that really count. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was very stressed in the five minutes between Nathan Cleary hitting his two point field goal and Mitch Moses hitting the winning field goal. That was an incredibly stressful time. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad that the boys got up. They did indeed. We also got up. We had a we had an interesting Friday night. We did. The better blokes got to go to the Waratahs and Chiefs game for Budgie Smuggler and just walk around with our kit off. Pretty better much. Budgie blokes. That's your podcast name. Better, better Budgie name. Um, yeah, it was Friday was an interesting day. Fuck, I had to drive all the way up to Brookie to get to put something in my car to turn around and drive all the way back down to Allianz Stadium on in Friday afternoon, Sydney traffic. It's a long and drive, I- even without the traffic. I think I was getting like shin cramps from from driving for so long, like just having to have my foot like this accelerator brake, accelerator brake. Oh, yeah, it was struck. It was tough, but you know what? We had a good night. We walked. I reckon we did about eight or nine laps of Allianz in our with our kit off with some like posters. steps. Yeah, getting people to sign up for a comp. Um, we of course put on a bit of a race. You were lucky enough to have a run as well. And shout out to our physio, Pat McNamara, who we just bumped into, a great man of ultra-marathon running fame, um, who uh, who won it in very amazing style with that glorious dropkick um, to get him over the line and, and win the race. Somewhat embarrassing for us as the better blokes is that, I mean, there wasn't really a positioning after first. There was whoever wins it and whoever doesn't win it, but you looked not that quick. No, um Last place. I mean, someone has to come last. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I take that mantle with pride. <laughs> I, I fumbled on the chocolate milk. You I couldn't yeah. open the cotton thing. And then, yeah, it was it was really all downhill from there. I feel like you had an opportunity to make a comeback when you got to the Tim Tams, but you weren't I ended the Tim Tams the fastest, but I stopped like because I started that so much later than everyone else. I think you weren't willing to do what was necessary, which was just push whole Tim Tams down your throat. No, I did not. I wasn't going to fucking deep throat a Tim Tam in front of about twelve to 15,000 people. I thought you were going to end that at twelve to 15 people. <laughs> um, I thought it would be fucking hilarious. Just, oh, oh. It would It would have come straight back up. All you got to do is hold it until you can get to the, get to the, uh, the next bit. Speaking um, of when I got to the next bit, when I got to the bucket of thongs, um, or, and where all the, the rugby balls were. There was no thongs left. Millie only gave us five pairs of thongs, and there was six blokes yeah. in the race. So we had five pairs of thongs and a pair of women's sandals. 
Yeah. Well, they're not um, the biggest feet in the world, but they were, yeah, they didn't fit. Still, Pat still knocked it over before you even got him. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the left one on and then Pat won. So I was like, yeah. Didn't really um, matter. But I had fun. And that's yeah, we had we had a bit of fun. It was good. Um, it was good crack. Um, it's just good. I enjoy. It's just this type of things that you enjoy working with buddy people. Are like, are you getting paid for this? I'm like, fuck. Like, I mean, yes, we're getting paid, but we also like pretty much volunteered as well. Like, yeah. it didn't take much convincing to get us on board. It's fun, and you know, we get the backstage pass. You know, get to walk into around the stadium. Um, get to yeah. Uh, Get a ticket to the game, watch the second half. So yeah, that's that's pretty sick. Um, yeah, had a had a bit of fun. It was a good crack. Got Few people fun. were tagging me in some Instagram stories, and I tell you what, my obliques. I was very happy with the way that they were looking up on that big big screen at Allianz. I'm glad you enjoyed your time on the big screen because um, I did my typical thing, and I was really awkward. And then I noticed I was on the big screen, and I was like, just did that awkward like half smile. I was like, ah, oh. I didn't know what to do with my hands. What do I normally do with my hands? But shout out oh. to the, the five boys we got from the crowd. Like obviously we gave Pat yeah. one we knew, the other four we didn't yeah. know. They fucking loved it. One of the boys walked out doing like like waving the crowd. Yeah. Two of them had a race on the way back. Like they yeah. were having a great time. I was so when I did it with at the sevens, it was very like we were not allowed to walk out in like of the like sh- tunnel until they let us out, and as soon as we finished, they pulled us off because it was very like, you've got five minutes to do this. <laughs> as soon as we finished, <laughs> they pulled us off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it was very like sh- short and sharp, and we weren't They were like, you can't get in such and such a way, blah, blah, blah. But when, when we did it on Friday, it was like, oh, just fucking do whatever you want. Like have a walk around, wave to the crowd. The Chiefs reserves came out to warm up and everyone was just walking straight through. And I was like, guys, get out of the fucking way. Like, One of the boys nearly got fucking clattered as well. Yeah, and you, he wouldn't have got up. And tell you what, the Chiefs would have been very upset if there'd been any like any issues that had come from there. So I think it, it all went down smoothly, but it, there was a couple of uh, narrow uh, misses. And then, yeah, of course um, – I had a client on Monday. So one of my clients actually was sitting right next to where we were coming in and out of the tunnel. And she said, and she um, spoke to us. Um, but then I had a client on Monday. He was like, oh, you were on TV on Saturday. And I was on Friday, I was like, oh, were you at the game? Like, I assuming he meant the big screen. He goes, no, no, I watched it at home. And I went, were we on the coverage? And he was like, yeah. And so I went and watched, watched back. And sure enough, right at the end of halftime, it's just a, a little clip of me, you and Patty just waving to the crowd. Very cute. I'm very happy with this, the way that my back looked. Yeah, it was a good crack. Yeah. I enjoyed it. We got to watch the second half, like you said. Yeah. I did and pay $28 for two beers. And to be honest, I felt very violated. You're at a footy ground. Like, what do you expect? I know, but that's <laughs> a big beer. One. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a mortgage out for a house I don't own yeah. to, uh, to buy a beer. <laughs> I'm going to be in debt until I got to the next rugby match. Exactly. Yeah, all the, all the budgie wages were gone immediately. To yeah. be fair, I bought one of the, the less tasty chicken burgers I think I've ever had. Didn't look great. No, it wasn't great. The cabbage on it looked like it was ca- bits of paper cut up and folded to look like cabbage. Yeah, shout out to Maryville. Shout out to Maryville. Um, yeah, sweet. And then on the way home, you just dropped a bit of a bomb on me, mate. I did. Honest. So I've yeah. been trying to get Robbie to go for a beer for about – by that time, it was about three or four weeks. Yeah, like, no, nah, mate, don't want to, don't want to. I was like, well, fair enough. 
All right, I never said I don't want to come. I said I don't. I'll, you don't come. Know. I'll hang. I want to hang. I'm happy to go and watch some footy, but I'm not going to. I don't. Didn't want to have a beer. Yeah, but I wanted something that was kind of celebratory that didn't give it away. And then I forgot to do it at the ground as well. But Robbie's going to be joining the team of groomsmen for my wedding. I'm his best man. No, you're not. I'm your best man. <laughs> Co-best man. No. Nope. Uh, no, I'm going to be one of the groomsmen, which I'm very I'm very happy about, very thankful. He almost brought me to tears when he asked me. You put your hand on my knee and I was like, oh, no. Where's this going? <laughs> what does this mean? Oh, wait. <laughs> Is this not the ro- the job of the groomsman? I thought it was <laughs> um, it's not grooming <laughs> the gr- the groomman. <laughs> um, yeah, very exciting times. The first first person that's asked me to be uh, one of their groomsmen, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I, I was 45 percent sure that Andy was just trying to get get me to sh- stop asking him to be the MC at his wedding. By that's, uh, that's entirely it. Yeah, he was like, "Fuck, Kira, I reckon if we just let him be a groomsman, stick him at the end of the." the group at the top and have him walk out handing out beers to the crowd so he doesn't have to get involved really. He'll shut the fuck up. And you know what? You were right. I will shut the fuck up. Although Pretty I am cool. gonna I am gonna either crip walk or gritty down the aisle, just so you know that. Please don't. With Kira's nephew, we're gonna gritty together and then we're gonna crip walk together. Hmm. You're bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are uninvited. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna take that back. <laughs> um yeah cool 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 um and then we went out for a celebratory i had a bit of, I had a bit of stomach trouble during early this week andy and when you look at my uh eating, be a few pints of guinness well it would be the the stadium chicken burger on friday the the indian on saturday and then a couple pints of guinness and, and curry chips on uh on sunday monday and tuesday yeah that's just a little bit of a lesson, people. If you're going to put a lot of load on your gut, you're going to shit yourself. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I, lessons to live by. Yeah. Don't put too much load on your gut. No, nothing there. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I guess we did actually, apart from shitting ourselves and, and footy and budgie smugglers, we did actually have something to talk about today. We did. Um, we did to talk about every day. And specifically today. Something that I introduced to Andy approximately... Six hours ago, um, four hours ago, actually. Uh, it's called the region beta paradox. Andy, had you ever heard of the region beta paradox before I introduced you to it recently? I had seen the clip before, but it was one of the things like I'd seen it when I was scrolling. Yeah. So let's say no. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll explain it to you like you're five because you pretty much have the mental capacity of a five year old. Um, Do you want to know what I, as soon as I thought about it when you said that? Do you, see the, do you ever watch The Office? Yeah. Where, you know, the episode where they're over budget and Oscar's trying yeah. to get Michael to spend it. Yeah. He's like, okay. And he's gone through the whole like lemonade stand, like yeah. parable. He's like, and then what does that mean for next year? And Michael Scott just goes, I'll be six. <laughs> <laughs> Sick referencing, bro. Yeah. Your references okay. are out of control. Everybody. Right. Anyway, con- continue. Anyway, the, topic the, region, the region beta part paradox um is when it's like the idea that if you had to travel a mile or less you'd walk it but then if you had to travel more than a mile you'd drive which means that in theory you'd be able to travel two miles faster than you would be able to travel one does that make sense because you're driving it so you're going to go faster and the idea is that um 
in if you're like you you're better off in a worse situation so if you have a situation that is x bad it may not be bad enough for you actually to take any action to change it whereas if that situation then got worse you'd be more likely to go and change it so if you're in a good situation sweet you're good you don't need to worry about action to change it it's all good if you're in a bad situation then it's bad enough that you take action and you go and change. But if you're in that kind of like middle ground, it, you're not, it's not a situation that's good enough to be considered good, but it's not bad enough to, for you to go to an effort to make it good. So you actually end up worse. So it means that you are better off in a worse situation because it's going to help you get to a better situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that, that worse situation essentially drives the action to enforce change. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like there's heaps of like um, different examples that you can use. Um, the one that, cause obviously I got this from Chris Williamson and Chris Williamson uses the example of like, you're in a job, it's not that great, but you kind of like the people that you work with and you get some good benefits. So you stay there. Whereas if a couple of those people left and you lost some of those benefits, you'd be in a worse situation, but you'd be more likely to go, fuck this, I'm going to go and get a better job. Um, and the same can be said of, you know, where you live, your friends, uh, your partner, yes, obviously your job. Um, but your, your health and fitness is definitely one as well, because like the amount of times you see people that sit in that very kind of like middle ground of like, it's like, oh, why do you want, why is this important to you? Oh, you know, I think I should be healthier or, you know, people tell me this, people tell me that. It's like, there's no actual like, there's nothing to actually drive the change that they need to make. But then, you know, they might, for instance, this is super common is then they were in not a great state of health and then COVID happened. And because they were stuck inside, they weren't eating as well. Mental health tends to um, go down. They weren't moving as much. Their health got worse. And then they were more likely to actually take action to improve their health afterwards. Yeah. Well, I think a scenario that crops up for quite a lot of people as well is, they don't feel like they're in that bad a situation, like you said, but then they have a conversation, the doctor has a conversation with them and then all of a sudden the gravity of the situation kind of rears its head or becomes apparent to them and then they're like, oh shit, I got to go make a change. Like I've, I mean, throughout our careers, we've probably, I'm not sure about yourself, I've seen that quite a few times. Like I've had um, a few people come to me with that same story, like you hear yeah. over and over again. It's like, I didn't feel like I was that bad, but then the doctor like kind of had a chat with me I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, yeah, I'm 28. I'm probably not going to see many more years if I keep going the way I'm going. I yeah. need to make a change. But had the doctor not had that conversation, had they not realized the gravity of the situation or how bad the situation actually was, they never would have made the change. Yeah. I mean, in but that not, case, it's, sorry, go I was going to say, it's not that the, con- that the situation got worse. It's also that mm. they became aware of the entirety and the gravity of the situation. Yeah. So, But the, their perception of the situation got worse. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, like, the, I mean, the idea is that, like, when you are in a situation that you, like, when you don't realize, like, how bad it is, in inverted commas, like, you are, le- it's less likely to drive change because you don't have that motivation there. You're not saying, like, I need to do this because of some intrinsic value of I need to be healthier. The only, like, we, you get it all the time. You get a lead come into the, come to you in the gym and you speak to them and you go, kind of like, oh, like, why, like, why is this important to you? And they, and as, as I mentioned, they go, oh, you know, I, I'm supposed to exercise. My friends, ex, you know, my friends tell me I should and that kind of stuff. And then 
you know inevitable like when someone says that to me i'm like there's very little chance of me getting this person on board because they just don't have that kind of like intrinsic motivation or internally regulated motivation to actually go and make any changes needed but it's funny like how often someone will come in in like a worse worse spot and be like i need to i I need this i need to change it um I just had a guy yesterday who was like, his big thing is like his work's absolutely frying him. And he's like, I need, like, I want to look after my, like it's his work being bad has driven his need for change for health. Yeah. Well, like you said, a lot, a lot of time people know what they need to do or roughly know what they should do. It's just well, what's going to push them over the edge to make the decision to finally make the change. Or not like um, another thing for a lot of people is when they have kids, they realize that, Oh shit, I'm actually struggling to play with my kids. Cause kids have, a fucking infinite amount of energy <laughs> and then if you're overweight or not even if you're overweight but if you're just not the healthiest version of yourself mm. you're gonna struggle and that's that's the wake-up call for a lot of people like obviously we're talking about it from a health and fitness standpoint but the same goes for a lot of different things like you don't think you have a gambling problem until the bank comes and takes your house mm. yeah definitely like a money thing as well is that yeah like you don't I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been, like, broke a couple of times in the last few years. And usually what happens is there's, like, a steady decline of, like, my spending habits. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, fuck, I don't have any money to eat this week. <laughs> like, I've paid rent and I got nothing left. And then it's like, I need to pull my finger out and do a little bit better. And it's, it like, I had it happened for the, it will be the last time last year. Um, and it was like, I just went, oh shit, like this is, I need to make a change when it comes to my spending habits because prior to this, I'd be like, oh no, it's fine. I'm fine. Like I've got money, like I'll be sweet. And then all of a sudden that money wasn't there. A couple bills came in, paid for this, paid for that. And I was like, holy fuck, like I got nothing. Like, You've gotten substantially better in the last year. Thank you. It's profit first. Yeah. Best, profit? One of the best books I've ever read. A hundred percent. Yeah. Little, little, uh, plug for something that we get absolutely zero money from. Um, so it's not even a, we get nothing from this, but if you struggle with money right now, pause this episode, go on Amazon and buy a book called profit first. It's aimed at entrepreneurs. Um, but the, the concepts are still the same. The concepts are universal. And especially at the end, he actually talks about profit first for individuals. I'd 100% recommend it. You won't run out of money again if you Especially do. Especially as we run towards a recession. Yeah. What do you mean <laughs> towards? I was just well, I not we're running towards. I mean, the entire economy is... No, I meant like, are we, are we not already in one? Yeah, I mean, pretty sure. I'm, I'm not like, an economist, probably, but we're getting there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an economist. Um, yeah, so like, and yeah, and then it, it comes to like relationships as well, whether it be a friendship or, or your partner, like, um, one of my favorite comedians is a guy called uh, Daniel Sloss, who is a Scottish comedian. Um, and one of his specials actually is like it's notorious for having broken up a very, very large amount of couples' uh, marriages and um, stuff like that. And you think, oh, that's pretty sinister. That's pretty bad. It's like, no, merely like what he's saying is, is like he's he's helping people realize how shit a relationship they are in. So it's not, he's not, and he says this, he's like, I'm not breaking up good relationships. Like if they're, if they function, if they're in a functioning, you know, positive relationship, watching my comedy isn't going to end that. 
Like it's not just going to go, oh, I was in a good relationship. Oh, Daniel Sloss said it's shit. I'm going to stop. But if you're in a shit relationship. He just shed light on it really. Yeah. So it's that same, it's that perception thing. Like it helps bring awareness to people about how bad a relationship they might be in because so many people are in relationships, not because they actually love the person or they're getting anything out of it, but just purely because it's easier to be in it than to end it. Yeah. Well, what's the call? The sunk cost fallacy is like, oh, I've put so much time into this that I might as well stay. The sunk fallacy, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said the sum, like the sum cause. No, no, the sunk cost. I thought you were asking. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Robbie. Yeah, the sunk cost fallacy. Exactly, yeah. So, like, I've put, I've invested into this, so I should keep going even though. Even though I don't want to or I'm not getting it. My heart's not in it. And that's not just in terms of relationships. That's in terms of everything. I had a. Can you imagine uh, the Google reviews on that comedy special? Oh, oh I think went to it and my wife left me. <laughs> yeah, I brought the missus, and now she's no longer the missus. It's um, it's on Netflix. I can't remember what um, uh, what the uh the name of it was, like puzzle or something like that. It's on Netflix, but it's under um, uh, it just says Daniel Sloss live shows, and there's two, there's two of them. Um, 50 50 chance of being right yeah uh dark maybe does it matter yeah which one is? No. ah jigsaw that's what it's called um oh he recorded it in sydney i didn't know that man um yeah it's uh, in the opera house uh no the edmore theater it's right. really good stuff and he was on i think he was actually on modern wisdom about a year ago um and it was, yeah, because he's, and I've, I've got his book as well. And he talks about how he's like, he's like, look, like, I mean, he's like, dude, like, do you feel bad about breaking up all these people? And he's like, if they were good relationships, I wouldn't have broken them up. Very good point. Yeah, good point. Shed light on people's own inadequacies. Mm. I don't know if inadequacies is. No, probably <laughs> I was thinking that as soon as the word is inadequacies. Was coming You're inadequate. <laughs> I'm shedding light on how inadequate you are, Andy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess what what it means, like we obviously brought this up for a reason. The region beta paradox is like sometimes it you it it's the awareness that may help drive the change, and so it might even just be looking at a photo. Like you hear the amount of people that they haven't even gone to the doctor; they've just seen themselves in a photo and gone, "Oh my god, that's what I look like," and decided they needed to make a change. I know that. I mean, that's kind of like what happened to me. Like, um. There's a photo that was taken me back in 2018. I I put it on Instagram. I've put it up there like a couple of times, but I didn't actually realize like how out of shape I was until um, someone took a photo of me and I looked at it and I went, holy fuck. Yeah, that happened to me after the first lockdown as well. Yeah. You just go, oh, I'm a bit, I've gotten a bit thick. Yeah. Well, for me as well, like I was like, I was getting quite strong because I was still, I was training quite a lot. I was eating quite a lot. Mm. And based purely on those metrics, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going the right way. And then I can't remember if we went to the beach or it might have been a photo, like same as yourself, might have been a photo mm. was taken me. I was like, oh, bit happening there. Like a <laughs> bit of a power belly going. <laughs> You're a power lifter. It's what you guys do. But I wasn't then. <laughs> I was just training <laughs> to be strong as fuck. um but yeah and that's what that's what drove change for me so like that i guess the perception of being in a worse situation as we mentioned but then as well like 
you know, like you might be in a couple and you think everything's going sweet and then you kind of, one thing gets a little bit worse. Like the other person might go into a bit of rough patch and start just really bringing like a negative energy around. And then like, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a relationship in someone, whether it's like a friendship or whether like a romantic relationship or even a work relationship, and it's like, and then the negative energy that they're putting out, it just, it can start to become toxic. And you're going to like, I just got to fucking like, as harsh as this, you got to cut the cord because it's like, they're just going to keep bringing you down. Yeah. Well, I suppose we discussed it, not to the same degree, but on a very early episode about when you stop drinking or like mm-hmm. you really cut back and then you have mates that you hang, hang around with. And they might not be like mates, mates that you went to school or that you really, really know, but you're seeing them every week when you go out. And then as soon as you stop drinking, it's like, they're like, oh, you used to be more fun. This is not like, well, you were just mates with them purely because you just go and, and then you got to a point where you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm going to make the change. Mm. And then all of a sudden you realize that, okay, well, that relationship wasn't built on anything more than let's go and get pissed together. Mm. Yeah, it's like when someone just keeps asking, let's go for a beer together, and you're like, yeah, oh, let's hang out, but I don't want to have a beer. Like, I'm just not not having – oh, wait. <laughs> <That's> uh, <fair. laughs> and we wouldn't go for a beer, and now we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Obviously, that was for a different reason. <laughs> That's what I thought was going on. I was like, fuck off, Andy. I don't want to drink. Well, because um, I thought it would have been shit asking you in the foyer of work or in the cafe. While we're, yeah, like a, while we're having a coffee break from work. I was like, That's yeah, not the right I get, I know I get your point now, <laughs> but like, you're right. Like, yeah. Having that, when you have that realization that you're like, fuck, are we only, do we only hang out because you want to get pissed with me? Um, and then it's like, do you want to get pissed with me or do you just want someone to get pissed with? Yeah. You don't like, do you actually like me for the person that I am? And then when you stop drinking, you're like, oh, maybe they didn't. Hmm. And then in the end, you're pretty better off. Yeah. I mean, you've got all those friends around you. I can see them all now. You're so funny. (laughs) You're sitting in a room by yourself as well. Correct. Uh, So that that is a correct statement. Sitting there in your Parramatta Eels jerseys. Go Eels. Hey, we fucking got... Hey. I have worn this jersey during on a Thursday during a podcast once, and the boys got up afterwards. So I'm repeating. So is this, is this becoming a regular ritual every, every Thursday? Well, every day, the day that they play, and we're going to record every time that they we're recording. It doesn't matter if they're playing on a Monday, but they don't. Well, actually, no, because their next game's on a Monday. It's Easter Monday next weekend. Uh, which I can't, don't get to go to, but they are playing against the West Tigers. Yeah. A smoky. Smoke, uh, a smoky for absolutely nothing but coming yeah. last. There was a great meme. It was like um, West Tigers fans uh, when the Tigers came last last year. And it was like, this can't get any worse. And it's them in 16th. And then this year it's them in 17th. Yeah. Oh, how, <laughs> how shit would that be? Like, oh, brand new team. Because new teams into competitions historically don't do well. Mm, yeah. It's especially not straight off the bat. They don't go three and zero. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the Dolphins are two and oh no, this is round five. They're three and they're one. Three and one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of unlikely. And they gave the Broncos a good run for their money as well, who are they arguably did. the best team in the competition at the moment. 
they are looking like a very, very strong side. Yeah. Um, with, that in, weaknesses. with that in mind, should we move into some maybe tips for the weekend? As in like footy tips or like? Yeah, footy oh, tips. Right, I think. Yeah. Oh, we're staying on the, on, on the health and fitness train and think of the tips <laughs> for the just, weekend. I just like talking about footy and we've moved on to footy. We can talk about health and fitness tips for the weekend as well. Don't get fucking pissed every single night. Have one night off the drink. Maybe make your own food for once. Don't have a Domino's. Don't go to the ATM at 2 a.m. for get 302 <laughs> Maybe only have one takeout this weekend. Yeah, science, bitch. Oh, that's something else that happened to me this week. My degree got conferred, so I'm, I'm officially a scientist. Can you, like, use that title or can you just use, um, like, uh, Bachelor's of Sports Science at the end of the year? Well, I'm not going to walk around and be like, my name is Robbie McDonald, Bachelor of Applied Science, Exercise and Sports Science. <laughs> no, but, like, you know the way you can put, like, BSc after your name? I don't. Like, yeah, you, like, you don't want to do that. Put it no, in your right. Instagram bio. <laughs> Wanker. Yeah. What I am planning, I do want to um, create a bit of a, a bit of scientist banter. So walking around in a lab coat and just keep saying science bitch at people. Yeah, fair. I think Makes that's sense. what I know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's sign, I'd be like, you now have to call me scientist Robbie McDonald or scientist little Robbie the PD. I might just start putting doctor in front of my name. It's an honorary <laughs> doctorate. <laughs> it's actually uh, 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 like Dr. Robbie. Actually, it's Robbie MD. <laughs> um all right well do you want, i mean the rug rugby do you want to do rugby league or afl first um i know of only one game this week because i haven't really been looking at the rugby league except for another roosters and Parramatta playing tonight do you want to do that AFL first then yes bulldogs and brisbane in melbourne brisbane uh yeah i'll go brisbane collingwood and richmond in melbourne collingwood yeah, that's easy. North Melbourne and Hawthorne. North Melbourne. North easy. Melbourne. Giants and Carlton in Sydney. Oh, Carlton by it. Do you realize, so I went to that game last year and I'm going to it this year as well. The Carlton fans outnumber the Giants fans probably two to one. Really? In, in well, I think Sydney. because no Carlton a fuck about the Giants. Carlton has a very um there's a big connection amongst people of like it like Italian and because there's a lot of Italians and Greeks in Carlton. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in Sydney who are of Italian and Greek descent who support Carlton, not because they are from Carlton. No, maybe they have like a cousin. Because they've had a lot of like famous Italian players as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'll go Carlton with there as well. Uh, uh, Carlton by a long... By a St. Long. Kilda and Essendon? I'd say St. Kilda. They're both coming second and third. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say yeah. St. Kilda are probably a more rounded team. Oh, the Adelaide Derby. It's interesting. I, th- I think I'm going to go Port for the Adelaide Derby. I'd want to see Port win, but my head tells me the Crows. I'm going to be in Adelaide for the Adelaide Derby. Sick. Not you should go to it. Um, we're going to be very far away from the Adelaide Oval. Um, <laughs> I want to go to the Adelaide Oval. Probably the uh, best-looking stadium in Australia. Yeah, I'd say it will do pretty well. Uh, it'd be a pretty good place to go and watch some footy. Gold Coast Geelong on the Gold Coast. Um, I'm going to go for a rogue one here. And say Gold Coast. I mean, both of them are 0 and 2. Yeah. Geelong are misfiring, and the Gold Coast are particularly hard to beat on the Gold Coast. Except unless you're the Swans two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. You fucking dicked them. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, all right. Let's. I'm think I might go a rogue one there as well. Gold Coast, uh, Melbourne, and Sydney in Melbourne. Sydney. Yeah, I'm going to go Sydney, and the reason being is Matt not Gorn is not playing, oh. and Sydney are looking very sharp. And Buddy is back, and McDonald and uh, Joel Amati yeah, both have very good games for the Swans. Uh, and then Frio West Coast in Melbourne, in Perth. Sorry, West Coast. Really? Yep. Frio are all over the guff. I'm going to go Frio on that one. I think West Coast are just a little bit more. I think they'll get up. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Frio. So that's where we're differing now. Jerry, Jeremy McGovern is playing very well in the back line, hanging on to everything, spoiling everything. All right, West Coast will get up. I well, that that's your your pick. I'm going Frio. We'll see what happens. Uh, Roosters Eels on is on tonight. Roosters. I'm going to go the Eels because the Roosters are missing some talented players. Yeah, and you're also wearing an Eels jersey. Well, I mean, I haven't tipped the Eels so far this season, so. Yeah, fair. Uh, Raiders and Panthers? Panthers. Yeah. Oh, Raiders are going quite well, though, aren't they? No, not really. No? It is in Canberra, but they're, the Raiders are four, uh, one and three, sorry. Oh, then they're not going well at all. Yeah, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go... Um, the, the Warriors are going well, and they have a bit of green in their jersey, and that's why. Rabbitohs and Storm in Sydney. I'm going to go for the. This is a tough one. I think the Bonnies. The Storm are missing Jerome Hughes, so I'm going to go the Rabbitohs. Though they yeah. are missing some forwards, and they will be pretty fucked from last week. <clears throat> sea Eagles versus Knights and Manly. I'm going to go Sea Eagles. Yeah, same. Dragons and Dolphins in Dolphins. I'm going to go Dolphins. Dolphins yeah. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. Honestly, I really don't. I'm not sure if I can pick this. The Broncos in Brisbane against your West Tigers. <laughs> oh, that's a very tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Broncos. I the real question is how much did the Broncos win by? Broncos 40 plus. <laughs> yeah. Put the house um, on it. Sharks Warriors in Cronulla. I'm going to have to go the Sharks for that I'm one. I'm going to go Warriors. Nico Hines playing as well in Cronulla, so not in New Zealand. Yeah, that's true. But I'm still going to go Warriors. I think they're going well. Um, and then Dogs, Cowboys in Sydney. Cowboys. That's a, that's a toughie. Because the Bulldogs are going well too. They are going well, mm. but they've also only played shit teams. So, like, they've no, – they I mean, they've played – They didn't lose so, to the Broncos. No. Oh, no so the Bulldogs played, have only played shit teams, sorry. The Dogs lost to the Sea Eagles, and then they did beat the Storm, but it was very underperforming and under-strength Storm. And then they beat the Tigers, not very well, and then they got lost to the Warriors. So I think the Cowboys made Yeah, I said Cowboys. And then Dolphins are on the bye? Uh, no, Dolphins are playing the Dragons. Who's, who's the bye this round? The bye is the Titans. Uh-huh. So I reckon the Titans might get up against the bye. Yeah. <laughs> in, in NRL, I've noticed you get two like the you get two points for the bye round. Yeah. Yeah. Um It seems unnecessary. Why is that? Why bother giving you two points? Just don't give you any points for it. Once everyone gets the same. Yeah, I don't know. That's just an unusual way of doing it. Because like, they would they have buys around origin. So they've always given them two points. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm not in charge. I don't make the rules. Yeah. Um, 
Cool, cool, cool. Did we had a ten minute tackle for this week, didn't we? We did. I've forgotten what it is. I did write it down. I didn't write it down. Fuck me. I didn't write it down. <laughs> we don't have a ten minute tackle for this week. <laughs> oh fuck, we didn't. We didn't all and oh fuck. This is sick. Yeah. <laughs> Great podcasting, Andy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tune in next week for a ten-minute tackle. Was it something to do with food? Fuck! I re- I'm drawing a blank. I must say, you're always shooting blanks. Um, yeah, always. Well then, uh, let's move on to shower thoughts and see if we can come up. Oh, we've got questions. Let's do questions and then see if well, we can. Do questions and we do shower thoughts and then. And then I'm, yes, gonna, I'm sweating my balls off in this spare room. There's no air. Uh, and it's a very you, like calm day, so there's no wind coming in. Which is uh not doing me any favors. Oh, poor, poor Andy. Uh questions. Um, how'd you get your arms so big looking swole in the gym there? Was that directed yeah. at you or me? Didn't we answer that one last week? No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um we're both really small, so I don't know. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You weigh less than eighty kilos. No, I don't. I eat yeah. you. I eat. Mm. On your cut, you would have come under eighty. Even when I'm, uh, even when I'm under eighty, I'm still still got a pair of pipes. Um, thank you, Curtis. Um, I guess, yeah, we kind of like just it just. I mean, this question in the last few weeks, um, <laughs> people just keep asking me. It's not my fault. Um, I am blessed with. Internally rotated shoulders. Internally rotated shoulders and short levers. So they've got their benefits and they have their negatives. Uh, One of the negatives is I'm constantly in pain. And one of the benefits is my arms look bigger. Um, And then just every day is arm day. Yeah, just don't train anything else. Just just train arms. A lot of it. Train it to a few people in the gym who only train arms. Only use your like use your actual bicep and tricep rather than your shoulder when you're trying to lift the weight. Or press the weight. Like, don't be fucking swinging yourself backwards and forwards. Try and stay still. Yeah. Be really strict with technique. Train. Focus on bending your elbow and straightening your elbow rather than moving the weight up and down. Um, Great one that Dave gave me. Yeah, exactly like that. Look like you're trying to suck a dick, Andy. Um, A great uh, one that Dave gave me. There's a mention for Dave finally in this episode. I know you had a timer on to see when when he would cop a mention. Um is flex the muscle at the, the in the most shortened position. So really try and like try and show as if you're trying to flex as hard as you can when you shorten the bicep and the tricep. You'll just get a bit more activation from it. It'll feel like you're working it a bit more. It's all um, about mechanical tension. And then uh, vary the rep ranges, very like vary exercises, but not for the purpose of variation, like for the purpose of hitting different parts of the bicep. Eat lots of protein. Uh, eat carbs, yeah. Eat your here, like eating liver and like bull testicles is quite good for building muscle. Yeah, yeah. Um, another good thing is um, jabbing needles in your ass. Yeah, with, with training and D ball and <laughs> yeah, is that is that before the liver or after the liver? Which I believe you actually into the yeah. liver and then you eat the liver. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and so, train, train nothing else. Yeah, nothing but arms. 
Uh, next question. Is Tiger Woods the greatest individual athlete in individual sports? If so, if not, why not? I think yes. And the only person who – you could argue it's Michael Phelps. Well, mm. I think there's very few people who come very close to, who come close to them. Um, Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. You could argue, but also it's a sport built around – like being in the being in the right car at the right time. Yeah, but also like you can't. I can't imagine that there would be that much of a difference between the top three or four cars for him to dominate so much, though. Yeah, like I mean, you can only really compare compare him to the other fellow in the car in the yeah. same car, which is always going to be his teammate. And yeah, he well and truly beat the piss out of Valtteri Bottas. But then again, Michael Schumacher did it before and when he was at Ferrari in the early 2000s. So yeah. what he's done has been done before. Obviously, he's yeah. then gone and exceeded the amount of, my, of wins. That I was going to say, Schumacher as good as, as, like, as, in, as in as successful as Hamilton. Yeah, he was the first to win seven world championships. So he won two with Benetton and okay. then five consecutively with Ferrari, wow. whereas Hamilton won in 2008 in his second year at McLaren. He, like. Mm. Hamilton's arguably the best ever Formula One driver. He's been very lucky to always be in a car worthy of winning the race. Mm. So, like, he went straight into McLaren when they were a race-winning team, yeah, which is, like, very unheard of for a rookie to do. Like, he was that good in his junior career to, to do that. Mm. And he was very unlucky not to win the championship in his um, rookie year. Mm. And then he had a few years where... McLaren weren't as competitive. Then he went to Mercedes in 2013 when they were like a mid pack, like middle of the pack um, team. And they got the technical regulations right when they changed from V8 engines to V6 hybrid engines in 2014. And their car was just so much better than everyone else's. And it took everyone else years and years and years to catch up to them. It's weird that, like, you, it's like how, like, surely it's not that hard to copy exactly what they're doing. Well, see, you don't know exactly what to do until you rock up at testing. Mm. And then you're, you've gone down yeah, one development route with your car and they've gone... Because there's so like there's, there's some of the most intricate like vehicles ever built. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so much going on. It's There's a lot more to it than that. But um, I wouldn't say Lewis Hamilton purely because as a sport, the sport of Formula One compared to other motorsports is the sport of this group of this group here and this group here, who can make the better car? Like mm. the main the main championship is the constructors championship. Yeah. And then it just happens to be but you need constant driver anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's why I wouldn't put Lewis Hamilton up there with the likes of Tiger and Michael Phelps because the only difference is like what clubs do you use, what balls do you use. Yeah. You're still I playing the same course. It's a much more level playing field in their sport. I probably have um Rafa, um Novak and uh, Roger up there yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, indiv- like individually, if any of those three, if, if it was only one of those three at any time, they would have been all ridiculously destructive. And Serena Williams as well. Like, yeah, for like just dominating like, women's tennis. Yeah, because the thing is, like, women's tennis doesn't seem, doesn't have as, it has more world number ones. Like, there's more regular rotation. But yeah. Serena has been up, was just up there for almost her entire career. Yeah, like she, there was her, and then there was everyone else, like yeah. levels below her. 
And they'd be like, shit, like the only other people, the other people only got number one when she was injured. Yeah. Or or had a bad run of form. So I think like, look, it's definitely like a, it's a conversation that's like, obviously um, Tommy who brought it up is a bit of a golf fanatic, but I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, the Messi Ronaldo debate. It's like, oh, which one is better? It's like, well, does it really fucking matter? Like they're also two very different kinds of players. Yeah. And it's like, you're comparing people that compete in different sports. I mean, for Michael Phelps to be able to do that, you know, you only get like, in terms of the Olympic efforts, you only do that once every fucking four years. Yeah, but he dominated like world champions championships yeah. and stuff as well. But also for him to go into the Olympics and be able to perform at such a high level every so many, four years. But also so many times in like in the actual competitive period at the Olympics, you're only swimming for like like it's like ten days or something like that. Yeah. Between going from the qualifiers all the way up to the final. And for him to be able to be so switched on that he dominates in every single one of those races. Like the guy was a, like a, like a freak when it came to his like preparation. Oh yeah. And he like every, like he'd be like every, he did the same thing before every single time he got in the pool. Yeah. Just whether unbelievable be, consistency, whether it be practice or, or qualifying or the world championships or the Olympic final, every single time he got in the pool, he did the same thing. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I think and then the other cool thing with Tiger is how he like came back. That's pretty pretty. He come back twice. Yeah, and to still be playing at the highest level at the age he is after breaking his, he broke his back, didn't he, in the car crash? Yeah, and like two of his legs, uh, two of his legs because he's got more than that. I think he broke. I think he broke at least one of his legs as well. Yeah, and then yeah, so to obviously like be so good and then have all the off field issues occur, off course issues. Yeah. And then come back from them, and then have that in that car crash, and then come back again. That is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, but yeah, splitting hairs a little bit. That's it. It's a it's a debate that could go on forever because there's all like depending on the lens you're looking at it through. Mm. Like you'll, it's very hard to come to consensus on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, next question: uh, Is it better to be healthy or look healthy? Be healthy, absolutely. I reckon. So I reckon there is a the the like world, or at least the Western world, the world we live in, has a misconception of what it actually means to look healthy. Because, like, for instance, the people that they put on that Men's Health put on their cover, like to me, that does not represent health. No, because they're not to do to look like. First of all, to look like that, they're doing some very unhealthy practices. Second of all, like they, I mean, they may or may not. I'm not. Ju- I'm not saying someone is specifically doing this or that, but they m- may be pumping exogenous substances into their body in order to look like that. Our favorite kind of substances. <laughs> and then third of all, like that amount, like such low bod- amounts of body fat are actually in the long term unhealthy. Like yeah. you don't want to have such low body fat. You need to have a certain amount. People are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm only eight percent body fat. It's like. That's not a maintenance level that you should be at, personally, in my opinion. Yeah. And especially, like, because I know, like, the AFL, for example, and I'm not sure if they did it in other sports, used to be really stringent on caliber testing pretty much every player, regardless of position. Yeah. Which they don't do anymore. Yeah, it got banned. Like, it's a metric that I kind of get where they're coming from, but at the same time, in an impact sport, 
if you're running around ridiculously lean, you're not going to like, it's harder to perform at your best aerobically mm. because you're so lean, but also the impacts you're going through, like there's less shock absorption there. Like you're going to have less um, like fatty tissue around joints and shit. Mm. And it's going to increase the likelihood for joint injuries with, 100%. in a contact sport are quite common and likely. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, on top of that as well, like, there, so there is a correlation between lower body fat percentages. So there's a correlation between higher body fat percentages and chance of injury. So obviously, if you're in elite sport, because if you're carrying around too much weight, chances are you are going to be, you could be doing some damage to yourself. Because if your joint is designed to load X amount of weight and you are X plus 10, you're doing plus 10 every single time. Not great for it, but as we've spoken about before, with like the inverted U theory, there's a there's a, a good range to be in, a range, like a range that you want to be. And if you're going below that bottom end of the range, especially when it comes to like body fat, that's going to have negative consequences. Whether it be as an athlete and in, increase injury risk because you have less less load bearing capability, or as just a normal human being, because all of our hormones are driven by our body, by our fatty acids. And if you don't have the, the fatty acids that you need, your hormone production is not going to function properly and you're not going to function properly. Like the amount of bodybuilders whose hormones are so fucked because of their low, their low uh, body fat percentages. Yeah. Even bodybuilders that aren't pumping exogenous hormones. Yeah. Throw their actual hormones out of whack. You, it still has a detrimental effect. So it, like you said, there's a point of diminishing returns when it comes to leanness. Like you don't want to be ridiculously overweight and ridiculously heavy, but if you go so far the other way, yeah, you end up having different issues. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, we haven't really answered the question. I mean, you did, but then I didn't really answer. So in terms of the question itself, I think what is considered looking healthy is not actually healthy. If you like, it's better to be healthy than what we consider socially to look healthy. In my opinion, if you are healthy, you will look healthy. Yeah. If, you, if you're healthy on the inside, you'll look healthy on the outside. And yeah. if you look healthy as in like proper shape, as in not completely shredded, you know, dick, dick skin thick, as in scared of a paper cut lean, as in like you are a, you have a functioning hormone, like you look no, like normal day to day you, you will also be healthy on the inside. So what we're saying is, are, you, are we saying that the whole healthy at any size, like if you're a 160 kilo fucking whale of a cunt, you're not exactly healthy, even though you claim it? Yeah. <laughs> Drumming up some controversy. No, but like, it's not even fucking controversy, right? No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Like, if you're there, like, as we mentioned, I, like, we are not saying that your, uh, we're not saying that your body weight is like your value. We're not saying if you are a lower body weight, you are more value. We're also not saying that lower body weight equals health because we've just put a line in the sand there that no, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying less body fat equals health. There is a range that you should be in. And that is not just to do with like how you feel about your body. It's to do with your heart's ability to properly pump uh, oxygen and nutrients and blood around your body. It's your cell's ability to properly process what you are consuming and, and use that for energy and, and actually burn energy. It's your body's ability to store energy. And it's your body's ability just to go through its like normal functions. Like if you if you are overweight, which exists, it does exist. You can also be underweight. If you're in either of those categories, your hormone function, your 
other bodily functions, your reproductive system, your digestive system, your endocrine system, they're all going to be out of whack. Like they're all going to be fucked up. Whether you think health is, you know, regardless of what you look like, what you look like will affect your health. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't have much doubt on that. You, you hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head there, Robbie. That was uh, very <laughs> eloquently put. So, yes. Dunsky. <laughs> um, all right, Andy, do you have a shower thought? I do. And I was thinking about this because I saw a video on Instagram. Mm. Let me know section so I can get it. And it was it made me laugh very much so. And it was this uh, Kiwi. He's, he's a journalist, but also a comedian. I think he's more of a comedian, and he does like journalist mm. style videos, and that's his like his thing. And he was interviewing flat flat Earth, flat earthers <laughs> in New Zealand, and I was just thinking, how fucking mad is it that there's people that believe the Earth is flat? And I lo- I love the videos. I love yeah. watching these people be interviewed and the mental gymnastics that they go through. Yeah, to because they don't they're like they're not proving the Earth is flat. They're not because it's not. But it's like, yeah. the whole thing is like, oh, well, you can't prove to me it's round. It's like, oh, we have pictures of CGI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, actually, I know exactly the one you, look, you're talking about. And he's like, he's like, we have proof. And he's like, no, no, it's not real. And it's like, well, what proof do you have? He's like, I don't have any proof. It's like, all right, well, I think there's a leprechaun at the end of the rainbow, at the end of a rainbow in, you know, deep in space, but it's on the other side of a planet. So we can't see it. Uh, it I'm, I'm very glad that they are real because countless hours of entertainment. But yeah. I just think it, it is crazy that they are real. Like of all the thing, of all the hills you can choose to die on, with a mad opinion, mm. you've chosen the Earth is flat. <laughs> um, have Fantastic! I saw a video pop up the other day where a guy does an experiment to try and prove that the Earth is flat, and it's like he has two bit, like two like blocks, and they have holes in them, and he shines a light, and they like he puts them a certain distance apart from each other, but lines them up. And he shines a light through one of them. So in theory, that light should go through the hole that's lined up on the other block of whatever it is at like whatever distance way it is. But so if it was flat, the, the line would go straight across because there's no curvature of the earth. So it's flat. Yeah. But because the earth's curved, this bit on the other side is actually like in slightly lower. So the light doesn't shine directly through the hole. <laughs> and so he proves that the earth is round when he's trying to prove that it's flat. There's some of them I was like, basic like experiments that they did fucking thousands of years ago in ancient Greece you're like with the one with the two um obelisks yeah and I was like oh fuck it's very funny and I'm very thankful that these people exist <laughs> that's my share I thought I've been thinking about that a lot this week interesting interesting I had one and it's taken me a second um but it's there um how about uh, uh, brushing your teeth with your left hand? I have an electric toothbrush, so technically I can, but I don't because it feels weird <laughs> because I'm right-handed. Actually, Ben Carpenter was on um, Modern Wisdom the other day, and he was talking about how much activity levels have dropped now compared to like four or 500 years ago, or, or even 50 years ago. And he was talking about we have electric toothbrushes so people aren't even like brushing their teeth. They just stick their, a, an object in their mouth and just let it do its thing. I do find I still move it around though. Yeah. Just out of habit. But yeah, 
Electric yeah. toothbrush, fantastic, great invention, love it. Look, I I have had an electric toothbrush in the past, but it just like it stopped working. I I assume I fucked it somehow. I'm on the bamboo toothbrush now, man. Like, what's the benefit of that? It's made out of bamboo. It's not better for your teeth. It's better for the environment. Fair. Mm. Because even though electric toothbrushes, you are you tend to use the same one you still have to change the top bit yeah the actual brush and also the components that go into making it are still like there is an environmental footprint from them apparently these bamboo ones are good now how much is how much is people using bamboo toothbrushes offsetting bp spilling fucking millions of gallons of oil into the mexican gulf well, I mean, that's a whole different can of worms. That you know, do you really want to open that right now? <laughs> We're in an hour. I could go on. But I do have a bit of a thing with uh, against um, big companies blaming, like almost guilting normal people like you and me into doing things like donating money or like changing, like making me like, oh, you know, you should use a bamboo toothbrush. It's like, well, all right. BP, but yeah, you're dumping millions and billions of, of liters of oil into a Gulf or there it's like Woolworths is like, will you round up 24 cents to help to donate to bloody bar for this help? And I'm like, you know, you could, if you as a company did not give your owner or CEO or whatever, like if you took away half of his bonus, you wouldn't need to be asking people to donate at the fucking cash register. It's like, you do it. Stop asking me. I don't have money. How guilty do you feel hitting no on the self-service checkout? <laughs> and that's exactly that's oh, why you have to use the self-service because you you can't say no to the cashier. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to buy a two-dollar bottle of water because it goes to a good cause? Like, yes, no. but I don't actually. The bottle's gone straight in the bin. So yeah, you're fucking the environment by giving me the bottle of water. Exactly. Um, and if the, if your company just stopped handing out bajillion dollar bonuses to their like top five white dudes, you'd be sweet. <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of my reaction to the, the, the New South Wales election on the weekend. Oh, so the, the Labour Party won and the Labor, the head of the Labour Party is like a, just another old white man. And I was like, oh, not another white man. That's very racist, Robbie. His skin colour should not come into it. You should judge him no. based on policies. I also think it should be paced in policies, but I also think that we've we've probably had a good crack with old white dudes as leaders, um, and I think maybe we could have a crack with some people that aren't old white dudes. You know, maybe have someone else, oh, providing they're a good good leader. But you know, just I'll, because I'll do it. That's a very, I'm very, white, but I'm an immigrant, so that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby uh, hates immigrants. Only white ones. From or for people that are from the UK and live in Coogee or wherever. I'm you not live. from the UK and I don't live in Coogee. Are you not from the UK? Fuck off, you can't. <laughs> Got him. I'm gonna start my own podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Um yeah, cool, cool, cool. Alrighty, well, I think that might be us, guys. We haven't quite done the hour and 10 that we usually do, but that's about a 10-minute tackle, so we've still done an hour and three minutes now. So I can't believe we forgot. Well, no, I can't believe that because we're... I can believe it because we're both fucking morons that don't write it down. Yeah, it was a good one as well. I just can't fucking remember for the life of me. Mm. It might have been shit, but because we didn't do it, we can just say it was a good one. It was a really good one. 
Yeah, it was. Everyone, oh, I'll tell you what, this was the best 10-minute tackle that we've ever done. Yeah, real shame that we forgot about it. <laughs> All righty. Thank you very much, guys. That is us for today. Join us next time, next Monday at 5 p.m. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow. Check out a couple more of our old episodes if you're new, especially the ones that we've had guests on with Matt Peacock, Better Business Blokes, and there's something about Gary with Gary Cleary. Otherwise, have a good one, guys. See you. Hang on. I've been trying to... That's why I put my hand up because I'm going to say something. Are we taking a break next week because you're away? Or are we doing one? I will see if we can try and get one done. Right. So potentially no episode next week. Um, taking our summer holidays, spring holidays. That's autumn now. Autumn holidays. Um, um, potentially back the following week. But we'll try and get – if we can get one done, we'll get it done. Yeah. I know I'll you guys you know on Instagram. Yeah. See ya.